0: To have passion in life is everything. What's your Everest? Is oh, it yeah. that 200-inch box? They just look so impressive when they're wide. Especially running away. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Eastman's Elevated. It's like a think tank for outdoor activity. Sounds exactly like my hunting. Just always thinking about it, always trying to evolve it and make it better. Here's your host, Brian Barney. Hey, what's happening, guys? I got the second part of this Hawaii podcast I'm releasing today. Um, this is a really fun one. Uh, you know, every podcast is, is a bit different. Uh, this is just uh, lighthearted and fun and a lot of laughs and talking about our adventure in Hawaii and then also breaking down spot and stalking and still hunting. And um, when these hunts are fresh in your your mind, you you remember all the details, the things you did right and the things you did wrong. And so uh, it's so fun to, to share this while we're fresh. And, and then just to, to hang out with these good friends of mine from Hawaii. I just really enjoy spending time with them, and they they work so hard to show me and my family a good time out there on Hawaii, and you know sacrificed and took off work, and they take me to all their best hunting spots, and so um, I just really appreciate it, and uh, fun to sit down and share that with these guys, and then and then also you know through doing what you love to do for you know eight nine ten days whatever however many days I was there, you 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 get this camaraderie that that you build with these guys that you don't build anywhere else in life. Like the relationships you build through hunting when you share a hunt with a buddy, it, it's this close connection. Um, so it, it's just really cool. We've been cutting up the whole week and then, uh, we really get loose in this second part of this podcast and, um, we get into the nitty gritty of, uh, uh, ribbing each other, uh, for lost items. Uh, it's just hilarious. Um, so funny, but, uh, yeah, just a great time. Great lighthearted podcast. Hope you guys enjoy it as much as I enjoyed doing it. Uh, sponsor for today's show is Taito knives, uh, Taito knives. I've been using them for a couple years now. Um, just a great, uh, ultra light, ultra sharp knife. So they have replaceable razor blades on them. So they're, they're super sharp. You know, I can butcher an entire elk with these knives and usually an elk, their, their skin or their hide is so thick, it'll take me a couple blades to get through it. But that's what's so nice. You don't got to carry a bunch of knives with you nowadays and sharpeners and things like one, a little tiny ultra sharp knife can butcher an entire elk and butcher it well too. Um, there's nothing like a sharp razor blade when you're butchering for for cutting the hide, for skinning, keeping your meat clean. And then uh, I detach the quarters with it too, find the, the hip bone in there and able to detach that and um so it's just this has changed the way that i process game in the field and so i just love these Taito knives Um, Again, they're ultra light. You know my uh, minimalist attitude with everything I do in the backcountry, and this definitely fits the bill, as you couldn't get any lighter for a knife, but they have really good grips and blade retention, and um, it's just a quality knife. You can also get them in a bright orange or a bright green. Uh, You can get them with 550 cord, which has saved my bacon before. So they, they tie 550 cord through the handle, which gives you a really good grip on the handle, but also you have... I don't know, about 10 feet of 550 cord if you need it. And I've had to use it in emergencies where I think we used it when we killed dad's buck. And uh, some, you know, it didn't strap on there quite right with all the meat and the camp and everything we had. And I took that 550 cord off and I was able to tie it. So, um, you know, it saved me a couple times that that 550 cord on the handle, but just a great knife and a great company. So I just want to thank Taito for sponsoring the podcast and uh over there at Eastman's um yeah getting really excited i um, gonna film a couple hunts here I got a good riding project coming up and then my season just kicks off next Tuesday I'm I'm flying out of here and getting to Alaska and gonna go challenge myself up there and gonna put on a bunch of miles and see if I can't put down a big caribou so um this is gonna be fun uh fun to share another hunt with the Hawaii guys and my good buddy Chase I'm really excited to see him um hang out with him I have such a fun time with him um You know, we we just uh, we used to do hunts here in Montana when he lived here, and then you know we're just trying to continue that as he moved up to Alaska up to Fairbanks there, and so just trying to get together at least once a year. I'd like to get together more with him, and he really loves fishing and too. So I want to plan a fishing adventure with him. You know, maybe down here chasing steelhead or browns or you know whatever the case is, but uh, just um, these good friends, you know, uh, so important to me to, to keep this connection with these guys, you know, that I enjoy doing stuff with. And so, uh, just want to continue that. And I'm just really looking forward to spending time with Chase, the Hawaii guys. And then, uh, anytime I have my bow in my hand, uh, it's, it's pretty fun. And I've been looking forward to this for a while. I'm just so fortunate. I have the opportunity to go up there and do this and to experience Alaska and caribou, uh, you know, uh, on the North slope and, I mean, the Brooks Range is one of the most beautiful ranges I've ever seen, so the backdrop is absolutely spectacular, but um, I I better get this podcast rolling or I'll end up talking forever. So uh, here we go, uh, me and my Hawaii buddies, uh, second part of this uh, podcast, Eastman's Elevated. Here we go.
1: but yeah
2: so so back to what you're saying brian how you know you're in that thick lava area and you're just making a bunch of noise you're blowing deer out of there You still hunting you had the you had the right sense to back out of there go on the other side of that rock wall where there's a little bit better grass some of those quieter trails you know head down a little bit then pop over that wall see what's in that pocket and you know keep doing that on your way down Mm -hmm. and you know that's that's how you got to do it that worked Mm -hmm. great you know um you stick to these hard trails. The hard yeah, trails. I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say that. There's uh, there's there's so much thick brush around that you stick to these hard trails, and you got a lot better chance of them not hearing you. Now you hear this buck screaming a hundred yards away, and there's no hard trail going to him. But you're like, hey, I'm just gonna climb this hill through the bush, and yeah, even though you're moving slow, that thing is gonna hear you coming from a mile away. Mm-hmm. And I've done it. I can't tell you how many times. I still do it because you know if if you don't well the wind's gonna swirl the bucks I mean, we, we hunt a lot of places where the wind is just constantly swirling so it's like if you got decent wind if you try to circle all the way around well that wind could switch at any minute and that buck's gonna be gone anyways so we do rush our stocks quite a bit in in that sense yeah you know have you to um but 95% of the time bushwhacking through the thick stuff even if you're moving like a snail doesn't work unless you've got some crazy strong wind that, that hides your sound mm-hmm. then or some know, rain or something yeah, like that then, yeah. it, then
0: it might work yeah. But so I, I love the so there is like a different lingo like a The hard trails are like we call them game trails out west, like uh, really worn down trails where you can move quietly through those things. And, And the animals know how to move through country the most efficient, effective way they can. And so following those trails, you really moves you through country. But it's key out here to move on those. And then like also the thick, I love that. So that's like thick timber. Um, the alleyways or like uh, openings or meadows going through. I think I talked about this last yeah, year, but I just draws, love the lingo. And, uh, yeah, yeah the, the paddocks is, is an area. Um, I, think, I think the reason why
3: we don't call them game trails is we have game trails everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd say. But, but there is like a hard trail that is worn out more than the, the spider web of game trails that we yeah. have. Yeah. Like a dirt trail, right? dirt trail that, that you can definitely knock your sound down. By hiking on that yeah it and makes such a difference it really does yeah
0: and so then um we sat around and hemmed and hawed and lanai was so good we thought about going back there but uh just we wanted to go out to your guys's best access spot that you have and um try to see the rut out there like um they're they're rutting good right now and so we show up there um go out there and we're gonna go hunt like three days out there and so we all meet out there It was so fun and And, uh, so we took off that first night, you guys set me up in that one spot where there was just pigs and goats and everything. I think I shot a a pig that night and a couple billies and saw some nice axis. And then Rob, you killed, um, your best axis to date. I did. Just a monster. It's so fun to see like a, just a big mature one like that. Like, um, you go by main beams out here, and thirty is the mark. Like if you kill a thirty, he's a great big buck, yeah. you know. And and uh, you did sur- surpass surpass that, which is this great looking buck. He's just so tall and so big. I'm
3: gonna say he was like twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> <It's, it's laughs> biggest one yet. <laughs> biggest one. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh it, yeah! What what a great experience having you here. Great experience to to enjoy that buck with you. And, oh. Yeah, I I put in the miles that day. I started hunting a different area that was just way too thick and figured that I should get down to the lowlands and put the miles on, got down there. And
0: didn't. not usually where you find them, right? It's just no, um, this season and the rut's so crazy that they're working these areas, I, right? And I
3: didn't find them. Like where I thought they'd be down there, they weren't there. And I just, I just kept going, and all of a sudden I, I got into an area that just felt like there should be buck's or does or something moving around and all of a sudden I bumped a buck and he ran off over the ridge and he he didn't quite I think he got a scent of me but he didn't quite see me or know what I was and he was trotting so I ran up over the ridge and he trotted right by a nice herd of deer and led me right to him and so I spent the next hour just crawling in on him waited till the sun uh, was setting a little bit so I could crawl behind a rock in the shade and and had a, a nice little pocket that I could just sit there and wait till they they fed out and into this meadow. and Being patient. Patient. I mean, I, I had, I don't know, three or four 30-inch bucks grazing at 30 yards, but there were just two giants in this group, and I, I just kept passing, and I was second-guessing myself, like, I should just smoke one of these and be done, but no, I really want one of those big boys, and all of a sudden, one of the big boys was gone. Like couldn't see him, but I could see the other one. And then out of the corner of my eye, I saw the, the one that had disappeared just trotting down a trail towards me, grazing. Started ranging. He went He went from 80 yards to 60 yards to 54 yards, and I had an arrow knocked. And 54 yards, he turned broadside, and I let it rip. And Sean had told me how the wind was gonna die down. It was gonna be nice and mellow <laughs> in the ocean. That's and I, right. I watched this arrow just sail towards him and blow six or seven feet to the left of him.
0: The and wind was gusting it was just bad that nuking. night. I, I remember shooting at my animals too.
3: It's crazy. And, and I'm thinking. Fuck John, man, <laughs> <laughs> him, and, him and his wind. It's his fault. It, it's all my fault. It's kind of like, like the head with all the flies it, on it. But <laughs> it missed this it missed buck so bad that he, he ran like six or seven yards and stopped again. And so I knocked another arrow and I played the wind on the second shot. And it still drifted about six inches more than I wanted it to. And caught him just in front of his uh, front shoulder and hit him right in the neck, and he dropped. And, oh, man, what what a tough shot at 60 yards. Yes. In the wind. In the wind. Um, I, I mean, the aero drift. I mean, it had to have been almost six feet of aero drift. It's uh, crazy he, how much he, that – he dropped right there, and I could see that my fletching is just sticking straight up in the air. And I, I was texting you guys already, like big boy <laughs> down, and came up to him, and I had to put another arrow in him. And yeah, I mean, what a what a magical experience. But I, the interesting thing was that I had just listened to your podcast like two days before on air, on Windrift. And it, it got stuck in my mind after I watched my arrow just sail past this thing that I, the next shot I used it. And I should have used it on the first one because I knew the wind was nuking. And I hunt in the wind all the time. But I, I had never experienced that much of a gust.
0: It's amazing, and the, the farther the distance, the more that arrow will blow. So, yeah, I can, I can only imagine it. 60 yards with the wind we had, yeah, that arrow wanted to gust way to the side. And so, yeah, a couple ways to do it, you know, to aim off the animal where you want to hit and give it wind drift or to lean that bubble in like I like, I like to do, but only because I live. Pra-
3: I've never practiced yeah. that way. So I, I actually aimed almost at the end of the animal, mm-hmm. and it drifted that much where it hit him just in the front of the Mm -hmm. front shoulder
0: what an amazing buck congratulations such a tall one just so fun to you know harvest that buck and then sean helped you get him out you guys are always just doing whatever it takes to help each other out and give each other the the best opportunity but yeah sean you went and picked him up you guys got the buck out did you meet him and help him take care of the buck that down there no no No, he
3: he picked him up picked me up with the car drove in okay you packed the
0: cape right (laughs) <laughs> got, got J-
3: J- Janus is texting on the way out. Don't forget the cave. <laughs> I did <text> him too. <laughs> and he's like, I want to
1: mount it. I was like, oh, forget the cave. <laughs> no, we're going to mount this. It's going to be mm-hmm.
3: beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that that's another thing is uh, Janus on a side hobby started taxidermy. And like normally like, – I don't know. It, it was a beautiful buck, but I, I'm saving the next deer mount for just an m- absolute giant. Not that he wasn't a giant. He's the biggest buck I've ever shot. And I went back and forth, but now that I've got a buddy that can
1: actually mount oh, it Oh, we're going to mount it.
3: Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's fun. And, and Janus, doing, you're,
0: an, you're an artist, he's too. He's doing like such a, an amazing job with his Yeah, he's taught journey. himself how to do everything, you know, with some help from buddies and things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it,
1: I, I just... Doing it, you know, it's cool to be able to do it, but through doing it, I mean, people don't give taxidermists enough credit. I'm just learning, like, wow, this is a oh. lot harder than it looks. Like, I don't know how guys get anybody paid makes any money off of Actually, it. Actually,
3: your guy, Rob, don't tell him he makes pennies, because <laughs> 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 he's still got my elk. I forget my elk back. The guy makes pennies. It's a lot of work. It's, no, a,
1: it's lot a lot of, lot work, of work, and yeah. it's it's just, you're... you you need to have the artist eye and you got to bring that thing back to life like bring Brian it back to life like, it's just it's really cool and like i'm i'm impressed it's a lot harder than i thought it was with me i'm just learning like and you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah. but the hides turn out gorgeous those, oh yeah. you're uh, dialed uh, on tanning those yeah, things yeah
1: my girl knows how to do it she's like She's got the it The mounts down. that he's done. Yeah, I mean, the mounts you oh done my are insane. Oh, my God. It's unreal. Yeah. yeah, the mounts turned up.
0: You're just paying attention to all the yeah. details. But like you say, you're bringing it back to life. Yeah. Like it's, a, it's
1: super fun to do. Yeah. You know, I don't think I'm going to – at first, I'm like, man, I am gonna. I might make some money at this. Now I'm like, no. I'm just going to do it <laughs> for, <laughs> I'm just You make do it better for money us. with your real job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to do it for us, which is cool. You know, save save – I mean, time. We don't have to wait half a year – a year Beer. for it to be done, you mm-hmm. know, it okay, doesn't
3: I quoted 14 months yeah. for my bear,
1: but I could see how they get backed up. Have, yeah. I'll show you a picture of my freezer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're already backed it's up. Like, like, it's not even your business, <laughs> but,
0: yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's so cool. cool. You were able to harvest that good buck. And then yeah, that was a beauty, man. Like you say that, yeah, and then you you said you came back and you go, I know where the party is, Brian. I know where I'm taking you tomorrow. <laughs> That's <laughs> the first so thing Sean said. He's like,
2: they found the party. Because Brian's <laughs> famous last words: "Gotta <laughs> find the party." Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, they
0: found it. Not like, only,
3: not only were so I'm butchering my buck and just playing around with calls and rattles while I'm butchering him. I I pulled in I don't know six or seven bucks while I'm butchering. That I, I wasn't gonna shoot one, but I was just playing around to see what would come in. And they're screaming around me and then packing out with my headlamp. It was just like. Um, it was on fire. Fire. And so, uh, yeah, we had to go back in the next day. And we, we were in the party. We always go to find the party.
0: Oh, that's it. Gosh, that morning hunt was so insane. Oh, and- God. Really close on a big, tall, heavy buck, and I i don't know how many bucks we saw in the morning. It was absolutely insane. Rutting everywhere.
3: I got a play, two plays with my recurve. That's right, you had your recurve I, I put out. an arrow in one with my recurve. That's right. It got like three inches of penetration, but. Yeah it,
0: um, yeah, it was just nuts out there. And then that evening, I was able to capitalize, we spotted a nice buck, and. He said, Brian, it's up to you, man. He's he's pretty good-looking buck. He's about here. And I was like, ah, oh, I'll go over and see, you know, and go we, over we and make both a play. We kind of knew that you we, were going to shoot <laughs> <laughs> I was hungry for a good axis. But I yeah. never got a good look at he, him. He I was a good, his tips. Oh, he's a great representation of an axis deer, you know, like – um. It wasn't quite the monster of yours, but just a good mature one, you know. I was psyched to be able to get in, and the play was really cool. The stock was, and came over the top, put a really good shot on him, and he didn't die too far afterwards. We trailed him down, but um, no, it's just awesome to be able to – to harvest a mature axis like that and make a cool stock and just experience like everything that rut had to offer and just the best axis hunting that i think you could ever see and uh so many giant bucks that you guys have you know in, in some of your places there you know in, just so many good mature bucks are such good hunting but yeah no it's just awesome able to sneak up on that thing come over the mound he was looking away from me put a really good shot on him but that was really cool and then uh you harvested a buck this morning sean like a, a a freaky one
2: yeah, Medusa. A Medusa buck. Yeah, that yeah. thing's
0: wild. He's not. He's got uh, an extra main beam, or an extra point, or an extra something Ex- on him, and short. Everything. Yeah, yeah it it is, what it, a weird one.
2: It, it was a strange buck. Good I, management buck. He was out there just just rutting some does, and he was with a few spikes. And I just uh you know seen him drop into this little drainage, and I could catch the tail end of one of the spikes heads, and I knew which way they were funneling up the drainage and i just kind of beelined it over there and and got into position and as i was getting into position one of the spikes popped out of the drainage and i'm like oh boy and i ducked down really low as low as i could get and then that spike was like on me i mean he was only 20 yards away and he like looks at me and then he like walks five yards closer to me (laughs) and i'm like wow okay maybe he doesn't have me you know pinned and uh, then he kind of looked at me a little bit more, and then he, uh, he did a couple trots away. And then here came a few of the does, and then here came Medusa Head right across. And the does stopped, and he stopped right as I was drawing back 20 yards and put a great arrow in him. and Yeah, he was a great buck. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Yeah, really freaky. cool buck. I yeah.
3: love yeah. those non-typicals. That, that's beyond a non-typical. Yeah, it's, think it's crazy looking. You hey. got the cape, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, Sean's been good, man.
0: Sean's <laughs> been Took giving, giving all
1: the capes to Nicole, which is um, – she's super yeah. appreciative, man, because, you know.
0: And then, Robin, you started a non-profit charity, and so this is where Janus and his girl are going to get a lot of the hides, right? And so um started yeah. a non-profit or – um and and so you're donating all the meat to the the Hawaiian people here which is really cool and helping control the populations on some of these cattle ranches that have too many deer on them and so they uh you know, it keeps the herds healthy and and um, just a really cool deal you're doing with that
3: yeah we we uh we get the meat to the Maui food bank and man uh, that is super our, our official first run is next weekend excited. Good for you guys. And yeah. you guys
0: have a vet that goes along with you. Vet, vet, the vet uh, checks out the animals to make sure they're healthy. You guys do all the the harvesting, the butchering, the processing, and then yeah. all the donation to Maui Food Bank. It's just such an awesome deal you put together. Helps the ranches, helps the people of Hawaii. It's so cool, man. Yep.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of work. I mean, <laughs> God, you, you guys Janus welded the, the thing that we're going to hang the deer from. You guys helped me today uh, put up the dig the holes lay the concrete put the the hanger up and I mean there's just
1: non-stop work
3: yeah nothing's gonna go to
0: waste just all that meat will be donated um just such a cool yeah. deal helps the ranches out and everything so yeah. it's neat I know you've worked really hard on it to get all the approval processes insurances and, <laughs> and, yeah yeah for <laughs> sure you've been working on it for a long uh, we're time. going on
3: Almost six years, it's I Such think. a cool idea, yeah, though. It's impressive. Yeah,
0: it's, you it, know, it's, it's super impressive. It
1: shouldn't take that long to set up something that's going to help people. You know, everybody. People. It's, it's going to benefit realize.
0: everybody.
2: Red tape. And that's the key to it, Brian. You, you, hit, it, you hit it. Was Nothing's going to go to waste. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, They do a lot of aerial eradication over here and just oh. shoot the animals and leave them. Yeah. just rot out in the field. Yeah, just, just trying to control you know. populations. All horses just
3: dig holes and shoot them and dump them yeah. in the holes.
2: Yeah. yeah, so
0: here you're able to control the populations and donate all the meat, which, I mean, the axis meat is so good. I'm so pumped. I'm, I'm going home with a couple of meat purses tomorrow, I'm sure, just full of, you know, the... The, uh, we use the the bags to carry. You can use them as a carry on on the planes. We figured out is these uh, insulated cooler bags, and so uh, I'll have my girls loaded down with meat tomorrow, <laughs> headed back on the plane. We but still Costco. haven't
3: brand- branded the Barney meat. Purpose. Oh,
0: that's coming. <laughs> yep, <laughs> the super insulated one. But yeah, it's such a, an an awesome experience. Yep, and then Cabela's. you got. You got a couple <laughs> pigs today with your boat. Three pigs today. Yeah, so I, sh- I shot one the other day. You shot one the other day, and we're giving it to the to the wedding, right? One yeah, of your
3: I, I had a, a buddy uh, wanting to go out and shoot pigs, and you know all of us were hunting this weekend, so I couldn't take him out. But I said we we get as many pigs as we could, and kind of came down to the wire. We sh- oh, you did. and I both shot two small ones, and you looked at me this morning like, "Hey, we we got to shoot some pigs because we can't turn those in." As a, that's not going to make the that, wedding that's for 180 not, that's not people, Not the wedding. And <laughs> yeah, I was stalking some bucks this morning hearing screams. And all of a sudden a pig walked out like, okay, I'll just whack this shot that one. And then his buddy walked out and shot that one. And then his buddy walked out. So I shot that one.
0: You and were going body for it. His buddy walked
3: out, and I looked at my quiver. I had one arrow left. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, no, I want to go shoot a buck. They're screaming over there, so I didn't shoot the fourth one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then we butchered all uh, all morning and mm-hmm. got the meat to the wedding, and it sounds like, yeah, it went. I don't know. I, he told me, yeah, it's just a couple of pigs, and then we hear that they have 180 people. So he <laughs> should have caught a couple more. We we, we we might need to go get some more. Yeah, uh, will you
0: hunt next weekend? I am. Yeah. 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 Pigs could go down. It's so, okay, the wallet scenario. Jesus Christ, I lose something every time I come to Hawaii. So I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I promise, I am pretty good with my gear. As I know all you guys are, we just have so much stuff we're keeping track of at all times, right? You're, you're, you got you're a living million
3: out things. of a suitcase. You're living out of a boatcase. Yeah.
0: Oh, like usually I got my truck and my gear and I keep everything dialed, but I'm really good at keeping track of my stuff. But I say that, so last year, the... The story was me losing my binas and everybody having to look through them in the tall grass, and we finally found them. So um, this year we're over in Lanai. And We just get done with the end, we're trying to hustle, and we're trying to make the ferry, and we stop to get a French dip at the gas station, which what do you what do you call it? It's just grinds that's what uh, Janus says that means good food, so <laughs> this just grinds as uh, French dips and so I, I go, oh yeah tracks. guys, yes yeah, let let me get lunch and so it's a good sandwich, right it's a little sandwich shop in the gas station, yeah, whatever it is yeah. so um so I go, oh yeah, let me grab my wallet. And so I. I go to grab my wallet, and I look, and it's in none of my pockets, and I've just been on the most epic hike ever, and I've had that thing, like I've had it zipped in my front pocket, that's where I keep it zipped, and so I go, oh, it's in my shirt in the back because I I changed at our last spot there, into some street clothes, and so I went back and I looked in my shirt pocket, and my wallet was nowhere to be found, and my zipper was down, and I thought, oh, no, where did I lose that thing, in the canyon, or maybe I, I lost it where I changed my clothes and so I told the guys, like, man, I'm so sorry, but I got to go back to that spot where I changed my clothes. Like I got to look for that thing. And it, everybody's so nice. Nobody gives me any hell yet. Like you got to wait till the sting wears off or at least till you find your wallet until you start getting some <laughs> we, help. We <laughs> yeah, we, right, we, we, right. we got it lined up. <laughs> so we, we rolled down and they drive me down and look in the spot and there's no wallet there and this is just like i'm starting to think like how am i gonna get on the plane i got no money i'm gonna, no I'm, license. I'm, gonna oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to tell holly i gotta use her card for the rest of the trip like oh my god what did i do where did this thing drop what was i thinking i got so excited and i shot a buck and i've been chasing mouflon i was like oh man i forgot about my wallets so, I'm starting to think. We go back, and we look in the spot. We look in the grass, and it's not there. We look at our last camp spot. It's not there. And so these kids are driving around. I'm just thinking, God, what a freaking moron. Like, where did my wallet go? Yeah, it's how you get out of pain for things. Oh, yeah. God, I lost my wallet. We <laughs> <laughs> had a
3: buddy from a college game. that always used to show up like, oh, dude. Yeah, thanks for lunch. Uh, I forgot my wallet. <laughs> I was going to buy <laughs> it today, though.
0: <laughs> it was that deal. And so um, anyways, we went looking. You guys, got it? Okay. Sorry yep. about that. Yep. I I bumped the receiver, getting so excited about my wallet. <laughs> so, Finding anyways, wallet. so yeah, we we roll out. We check the spots. We check the camp. It's nowhere. And I, you know, I just tell the guys. I said, you know, it's just, you know. It happened. This is where we're at. I, I made a mistake. It's a bonehead move, but, you know, I can't do anything from it, man. I mean, I'm on this epic trip to Hawaii. I can't let it ruin my trip, man. We'll just go home. You guys got to get my ticket to the ferry. But don't worry. Janus already bought six tickets. He's got those three tucked away in a safe spot, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one
1: that loses stuff.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. anyways, we, we we're speeding around trying to catch the, yeah, bull. so we try to catch the ferry in there, and I had this thought in the truck, I go oh i i I bought dinner last night, and so I probably took that wallet out of my shirt pocket and I had it in my pants, and like, oh, I slept in that sleeping bag." Like, in the night, and I slept like a baby, by the way. Thanks, guys, for that. Like, it was set up, and we had this tarp, and the tarp was blowing around the wind, and the guys got, like, two hours of sleep. I slept for six, seven, no problem. I was out. And so I had this thought, I thought, oh, man, I slept in a sleeping bag. And so I got, guys, I got to check one more spot. We're trying to hustle and make the ferry. We got, like, five minutes. People are loading up on the boat, but I had to get the sleeping bag out. So I got, Robin loaned me a sleeping bag, and I got it out, and I feel around, and all of a sudden, I feel this thing in the sleeping bag, and it's my wallet like I slept with it didn't need it all day because we were hunting all day and it was in that sleeping bag I would have found it in that
3: sleeping bag two years ago so here
0: I am in Hawaii again I made another bonehead move and lost my stuff and so guys gave me some hell
3: no no you guys get back and and Sean goes yeah so Brian uh, he lost something again Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah through yeah, texting everybody. I wasn't with you guys. Yeah, right. No, no, he he's, starts rousting you. Like, cause you. I mean, you and your buying I
0: did, lost, lost my wallet. Like, yeah. Fair enough, right? I deserve yeah. it. But yeah, it started rousting me it a little bit. It starts
2: rousting you a little bit. Bush donations. So
3: so then, Sean, what happens? <laughs> well, what happened the other oh, morning? Well,
2: hold on. Let, let's finish the story. No, on no, the no, no, no. You're wait. like my son right now. No. Let's focus on oh, the yeah. good over yeah. here. Well, trust me. We'll, we'll get to that for sure. But we we have to oh get the ferry to it. that's right we have to get to it when it comes oh yeah but the, <laughs> next, heard about the next the step was the ferry <laughs> <laughs> the ferry right over so we just caught the boat and here barely caught the, the boat, boat by the way <laughs> if you guys
0: didn't know the country and were Hawaiians like I swear they would have took it off taken off without us. Here
2: comes the ticket collector, you know, rolls up on Janus.
0: Well, I see him searching in the back, going through all his bags and stuff, and me and Sean (laughs) are sitting down, and he's rifling through all his stuff, like over and over and over, you know? So he sits down and I don't think you said anything to us. <laughs> Maybe he did, and the ticket lady came by. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <she>. <laughs> I just
1: told her I don't have any tickets. <laughs> like, what are they going to do? Throw us off the boat?
3: <laughs> so I've been on the ferry with you guys how many times? Uh, Five, six times? bunch of times. I always buy the tickets. Yep. I always divvy the tickets out or keep my own uh, ticket in my smart. hand. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why. I've traveled with you guys a
1: lot. I found I them, it. though. It's, I found the tickets. You did Which good. means we got three tickets for $10. bucks. do not tell the knife fairy. She, she was super nice. Though she were, was nice. They were real nice, and they gave us the senior discount, which was cool. Then Where were they? They were in the bag with my uh, hunting license and stuff, which I looked in that bag when I was on the ferry, and I didn't see them. So I don't know what happened. Cool. I was tired.
0: Man, so I mean, when out. you're hunting and it's so, like, you don't have your vehicle your tra- and you're traveling and you got these bags. And even the, the rental rig we had and you're trying to keep track of your phone and your yeah. wallet and your tickets and your bag and your backpack, your scope, your binos, your your rangefinder, <laughs> <laughs> Which we
3: both lost one. Yeah. So, so Sean's been rousting Brian for a day and a half at this point about his wallet and it's 455 first lights like 505 510 sean's like anybody see my rangefinder? oh it's got to be in your truck i'm in your truck tears my truck apart it's got to be in my truck
2: tears his truck apart mm-hmm. that's right <laughs> it's <laughs> got to
3: be in my backpack Everything, dump his backpack. And
2: now, just the scenario of okay, where did I drop it? Did it fall out the truck somewhere? And this this is a brand new Leica uh, rangefinder. Because he lost his old rangefinder.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't lose my old one. It, 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 it uh, the, the,
2: the water, like water, got inside of it and stopped working. But I have lost one in the past. No uh, doubt, I have lost a range we finder. We all have. But my last I one lost some water. I have in.
3: never lost a range finder.
2: Yeah, no, good uh, for you. <laughs> I,
0: I do remember you losing your wallet in Montana, though.
3: Did I lose my wallet in Montana? You oh, did. you don't
0: remember tearing apart the entire oh. house? Oh, oh
1: you all right? You okay? Oh god.
2: You want to no, sleep in the there phone. that bad, Holly? <laughs> there's, there's the there's Bachi's bed right there. You can curl up.
0: Are you okay? <laughs> all right. Oh, my wife just P- took a spill. Holly is on the podcast. Yeah, she was trying to get a photo for me for my social media. <laughs> Thanks for the okay. photos. You okay?
1: Uh, Spooky. All right. It was like me on the cliff. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so yeah. So then I was digging through everything, looking for that rangefinder, And, uh, James kept telling me, look in your pack again. And I was like, I did like three times. And I, I pulled out my water bladder that was in, you know, the water bladder compartment, little side pack of part of the backpack. And behind my water bladder was my rangefinder. Like, I don't even Perfect. know how it got behind my water bladder. Like I just, must have stuffed it in my, my backpack.
0: Oh, you've been st- chasing bucks like crazy. Yeah, exactly. like, okay, I can't, keep anything. I can't keep anything straight when yeah. I'm chasing those bucks. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then what
3: happened this morning? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody
1: loses
2: stuff. Yeah. So no, then, I, I,
3: I, I just enjoy this because how hard you rousted Brian. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: yeah. So then, uh, you know, after I shot that, that medusa head this morning it ran over this hill and before I shot it you know I range you know where these deer were gonna pop out at put it back in my my holster there on my belt and shot the buck and it kind of ran back in that ravine and, it, and I hightailed it over the ravine to keep eyes on them you know um, and once I seen them tumbling down I came back to kind of the spot where I shot started looking for my arrow and Know, felt my back holster area for the the, the uh, range finder and there was no rangefinder. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like patting my pockets on both sides <sighs> like, okay there's no range finder in my pockets what the heck and i'm thinking oh boy i jumped and ran to this you know little ridge to keep eyes on this buck and, and it's waist-high went, grass and, and, and it went flying out of my holster and i was just like you gotta be kidding me so i ended up looking for it for a while never i was like there's no chance i'm gonna find it in this tall grass like all green grass all over the place but i knew the line i took you know to that ridge and went and cleaned the buck brought him back to the the cooler by the truck and then went back out there and looked for my rangefinder again and i was just very lucky i was on my last little kick back on that trail that i thought i ran and i just so happened to like brush a piece of grass with my boot and that thing was smiling at me <laughs> <laughs> that was like it your was, binos last oh. year it was just such a relief that I is such died. a good feeling
0: isn't it uh, when you find what the you're last thing for? i was
2: gonna do was tell you guys i need your help to find my <laughs> range finder <laughs> like, I was just like I practically wrote it off already I'm like this thing is gone and there's no like, way I'm, I'm bringing this up anybody. with the boys no I was not going to say <laughs> nothing Oh, it,
3: th- this story gets even better though because we had a conversation about my range finder that I had loaned to you because yours had copped out mm-hmm. which you loaned to me Yeah, which, because I lost well, mine so that morning that he was missing his I was like oh yeah I, I need my backup back and he, he doesn't tell me that he loaned it to you. He's like, oh yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get that to you. And then you tell me like, oh yeah, I have I have your your backup rangefinder. Like, and Sean, get my rangefinder away. I mean, I would have loaned it to you, but. And then I'm like, wait a second, you're loaning the guy. That loses his rangefinder loans it to the guy that always loses his rangefinder. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well write this thing off. <laughs> and so I start rousting like, yeah, I might, I might want that rangefinder back now.
0: We had ten minutes of rousting each other over the over the rangefinder this morning.
3: And, and so you guys go out in the field, and
1: I lose the rangefinder. <laughs> 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 but I I found it, I found it, I knew where I, knew where I put it down, <laughs> at least I thought I knew and it, and it was there, <laughs> thank God, because I didn't tell, I didn't tell anybody
0: either. No, I, you didn't tell was, a soul, you had to be thinking about it in your brain, like that's what I told Robin. I was Robin. trying to
1: remember what kind of range finder it was so I could buy a new one, and I like, give it back to him.
0: <laughs> and and Janus has just the heart of gold, The guy would do anything for anybody at any time, well all you guys Thanks, would, man. but. Janus is such a good guy, but yeah, I, I know you had to be worried about it this morning, but you didn't say a word. We <laughs> hunted for two hours. I didn't hear anything about a rangefinder needing to go look for it, nothing. I didn't be-
1: realize yeah. it until the end when I went <laughs> to grab my rangefinder when you were stocking up on that buck and I was like
2: Oh no. Exactly. The padding of the pockets. <laughs> yeah, the padding <laughs> of the pocket.
0: Oh, that's the worst so feeling, isn't I, it? I
3: strap my rangefinder to my body at all times. So does Brian.
1: That's why I got the release strap to
3: my yeah. wrist. Well, you'll and remember it this
0: time. You'll never, I'm you'll, never. A you'll never, you'll yeah, <laughs> never. will never lose another rangefinder.
3: Finders. I don't know how many of you lost. <laughs> I'm sticking oh, a tracker really device funny. on my rangefinder. <laughs> it, it's
2: good
0: though. We just all make mistakes, and but you I know mean, what's
2: funny is our last podcast. I talked about how rangefinders go flying out of these, mm-hmm. you know, cases oh, they do. on your hip. Absolutely. You know, they stretch out or or just the some have the magnetic clip um you know which i've did the same thing with a magnetic clip rangefinder mm-hmm. case chased after this deer to keep eyes on him and rangefinder is gone flew out of the case
1: you know those little zipper keychains that go out like this that's what he he used the the tether ones yeah
0: um, I don't. I, I just tie thing. a 550 cord And I tie it to my bino Where I've got enough room to pull up and range find And then also it's handy Because you can just drop your range finder And it hangs from your bino harness mm. So uh, Janus that one I got you That one has a tether on it man Just hook it and loop it around your bino harness Somewhere and then it's always with you Or whatever but yeah that's a trick I use You use yours around yourself all the time I, I it, put it
3: I put one arm through and yep. have it around my neck With one arm through
0: to be fair yeah like i haven't left one in the field i haven't actually lost one but i did this one time i was hunting hunting with my buddy dan and we're hunting the antelope and we ran down for this antelope we're running down this fence line we're ranging we're trying to get a shot and it doesn't come together and we're walking back up this fence line, and my buddy Dan goes, Oh, look at it. There's a brand new rangefinder right here on the fence line. It was my rangefinder. Right so you've never lost one yeah.
3: that hasn't been found. Yeah, they've all
0: been recovered, but that's not saying much. And Man, I mean, I try to keep track of all my gear all the time, but you're just trying to keep track of so much. And I find myself even around the house, like, looking for things that I know I have, that I know should be in a spot. Well, and also moving, like, you get comfortable in the house of where your stuff sits and which drawer to look and which room and which closet. You move into, like, three or four different houses, and you got stuff in bins and Tupperware, you know, you're looking for stuff. Like it's You can't tough. blame
3: it on your wife. <laughs> you can't blame losing your rangefinder in the field on your wife. No, like no I that, that's all on the on person, the deer isn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I mean, I would have lost my ra- my binos last year if you wouldn't have found them out there. Dude, the we, second time how, looking how for them. How many him. times
3: did you guys look and I looked? And yeah.
0: Oh man. So that would have been the biggest mistake. It just. I mean, all you can do in life is try to get better. Just yeah. what I do is just try to tie everything to myself so I can't that's lose way, anything. That's the way to do yeah, it. But. but, I
1: mean, when you're crawling on the ground, if you got strings, I always have stuff getting caught and hung up, you know
0: phone's another one too like you gotta like i use my breast pocket zip up secure most of the time but it's tough to look at it and check it and we try to keep in communication at least where we're hunting or where we're headed or when we're gonna meet back or whatever but even in your front pocket like even running that thing like that thing will just fall out at times you're like oh there's my phone it just fell out it's like oh man this is not a good system like i think i'm gonna either run like a fanny pack or something where i can just zip up my wallet my phone you know it's all in there. I always leave my keys with the truck. Probably shouldn't say that on the podcast, my truck's gonna get stolen. But, <laughs> but I always leave my keys with my truck so I don't lose them in the field. And a lot of times, like, I keep a, a spare key inside my truck just in case I had to break out a window. You guys have even a better system with the trailer hitch locking on a combination. You guys always have a spare key on the side of your truck, too. Man, I think that's important because no matter how good and diligent you are at stuff, like, you're focused on the hunt and focused on the adventure and like, man, it's easy to to lose something or lose your keys and to be a thousand miles away from home and have to call the dealer or a locksmith or have to try to get a new key or, you know, whatever the scenario would, ju- would just be horrible. Rubbish. And they build so many pockets nowadays in these things. Yeah. Hell, just trying to check all your pockets takes you 10 minutes. They got... Breast pockets and side pockets, back pockets, pack, uh, pockets Sleeping in your back. Oh, yeah, the
3: packs at one point were how many pockets w- could we have? That was the advertising. Yeah, I, I, I like, I buy a pack by minimal pockets now, just so
1: I can find everything.
0: <laughs> Isn't that the truth, man? I'm with you. Yeah. True.
1: Right. You should. But. You should ask the rental car company how many extra keys they're going to give us when we go up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's our next adventure, right? All Alaska. four of us teaming up. Man, I have so much fun with you guys, whether it's Montana, whether it's Hawaii. Yeah, and uh, got, our next trip is Alaska. we so got two more hunts this year. Yep, and my buddy Chase is on it. And, yeah, we're going to go to I'm Alaska. Excited. You guys drew in Montana again. Yep. So, man, it's going to be an epic hunt. You guys put in for antelope, which I can't wait for you guys to experience I'm excited that. excited about antelope. And uh, you guys are just uh, – die hard bow hunters and i just uh, really appreciate your friendship and i really appreciate all you've done for me and my family this week um I, I couldn't have you guys couldn't have showed me any more hospitality and taken me to your hot spots you guys give me all the stocks all the chances all the opportunities put me in front set me up um you guys are just the. Uh, uh, the, the best friends a guy could ask for, man. I just really appreciate all our hunts and all the stuff we do together. you,
1: know, you too, Brian. Yeah. I mean, you even gave Same me here. a rangefinder. You give me a backpack. I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. you awesome. well, I hope you have a
3: backup rangefinder you can give him in Montana.
0: <laughs> <after>. <laughs> 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 I'll bring my backup. i bring your backup. <laughs> I might so, lose it. Yeah. In so fun.
2: Alaska. You're a great guy, Brian. Really, yeah. Uh, Love hanging out with you,
0: man. Yeah, uh, likewise.
2: All all, four, all three of you guys, all four yeah. of us. Diehard like, bull hunters. It's real really fun to hunt
0: so. together. Yeah. Diehard hunters, yeah. like just yeah. always theorizing and talking about it. I mean, we pretty much did like a, I, I don't know, what do you call it? Like a 200-hour podcast the way we've been talking the last 10 days or whatever. Like we just constantly talking and theorizing uh, hunting. and Rousting. And rousting, and, you know, yeah. There's been plenty of that, which is good for everybody. action non-stop you
1: learn a lot you know man just just rehashing experiences and hunt you know just makes you think about it it does
0: it makes you think about it yeah Yeah. absolutely oh yeah
2: it does I, I got out of the shower this afternoon and I put my towel you know to wipe my face and I had a flash of a big buck (laughs) <laughs> i was like man it's been a good week you know what i mean i was like that's how bad it is yeah it was insane it was, oh my like, god
0: oh. you guys just set me up perfectly it like uh it was insane and and those axis deer are just so majestic and um they're just the spirit box man those spots and those racks like i just can't get over it and the calls and um the yeah it just absolutely amazing i uh one of the greatest experiences of my life, you know, bow hunting career. Like I got back from that one mouflon trip and I said that one of the best hunts i had of my life. And then I think we topped that a couple of times. Like I, it's just been an amazing week, but yeah, you guys are so fun to hunt and hang out with man. It's been really cool. Heck yeah. So well, right off. We better wrap it up and get you guys home. Um, thanks again. And uh, yeah, we'll hook up uh, with a couple months here in um, oh, Alaska amazing. and I'm sure yeah. you'll hear another podcast. So yeah. yeah. It, uh,
1: uh, can't, uh, I just like to freaking uh, say hi to Eric. I know he's a big fan. He's listening to the podcast. He's out in Colorado and he wants us to come up one day, so maybe we'll make it up there. Ah, shout out to Eric. Yeah. yeah. yeah and man. also and my brother-in-law. that brother in law. Oh, right on, man. He's all stoked.
0: Oh, that's killer. Yep. And, and also that place where they can find Axis hides again.
1: Yeah, oh, skintightmaui.com.
0: Yep, and then you yep. guys both have Instagram accounts mainly is what you run. Um, Janus, you run an Instagram account too. Do you check that thing?
1: Uh, Maui bow hunting Adventures is uh, – yeah. That's not yeah. yours though, right? That's not mine. Yeah, it is. I mean, you, yeah. I got Janus Padilla, which I don't know. I'm not really – a big social media guy, kind of like yeah. the fly under the radar, but man, you guys are you know. enjoying life to the fullest. Oh, though. we just have a blast, man. Yeah, but, and, but and, for and for then sure. Sean, your
0: Instagram account, yep. um, Mission uh, to Hawaii, Mission to Hawaii, yeah, yep. and Always then Robin, mission. yours. Maui bow hunter. Maui bow hunter. Yeah, so awesome. Just great accounts and, and great fun. And uh, we'll be posting pictures up of this week all throughout. And I gotta grab that video from you, Sean, so I can post that up of that buck. And uh, we got great videos. You got the the stalk of my buck today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I gotta post all those up. So yeah, Sean
1: Sean got the yeah. most one of the most incredible that videos. shot you made the on the night was, on the, buck was the just, craziest
0: shot I've
2: ever seen executed was, in my life. Oh, that was a wild one. Yeah. That sure was. 73 yards, you said? Standing up, feeding on the top yards. of a howie
1: call. I mean, it was incredible. It.
2: Two it. seconds to shoot at 72 yards. Oh, man. Yeah. It was well, <laughs> perfectly just, placed. Arrow. Ugh,
0: just couldn't get any closer. That was my shot, but 100% confident I could make it. But yeah, that yeah, was. Uh, um, yeah, that was. Um, Check it out. It was a badass. Wild one. Yeah, we'll post that that's, up. So. That's that's legendary status right there. <laughs> it's killer. Well, <laughs> you guys too, man. You guys just killed some awesome bucks this week. It's just amazing. Like I say, your guys' experience and knowledge of hunting these axis deer, it just can't be trumped. And to have a Montana guy show up for 10 days and thinks he's going to figure it out, like, no way. Like, you guys have been trying for these bucks for years. So, like, I just try to travel behind you guys and try to learn from it and then make the best plays I can and worked out and I was able to harvest just a nice buck but all, yeah. all because of you guys so just can't thank you enough
2: oh i don't know about that brian you, you you're pretty <laughs> it's fun watching <laughs> you stalk. yeah you're yeah you're, you're a badass man with a bow in your hand for sure well so, thanks. you know it, thanks it's like bunch, it guys. comes to a point to where i i don't really want to you know teach you or tell you much because i know you know what you're doing
0: yeah oh, uh, i'm learning all the time a different animal different animals different place different habitat hunted, yep, different, yeah i'm learning terrain, from you guys place, for sure yeah. i'm the student
2: so like we'll take you out like i took you out one day and mm-hmm. then i was good I, I pretty much know you knew what mm-hmm. to do and Janus took you out a day and, and robin took you out a day and then after that you're on your own yeah i love yeah. teaming
0: up with all you guys it's like i just learned here. so much mm-hmm. so yeah all right thanks again guys appreciate it uh better catch plane here in a few hours and uh you're back to hunting another week and uh, I, got, I
3: got a butcher oh that's right and yeah. boil a couple heads yeah that's right <laughs> yeah work to do so
0: all right thanks guys
1: thanks brian thanks brian
0: All right guys, that's a wrap. Uh really fun podcast. Uh may have gone a little off the rails in that episode, but uh it, it's good. Every podcast is different and that was just a fun lighthearted one and um you know, I I had a ton of fun recording it and uh boy that's that's funny. Like that that humor you know, where you're, where you're cutting on somebody else or digging into somebody else, like, and not hurtful or anything like that. It's all lighthearted. Like we're just having fun with each other, but that is so funny. Like I can't help, but just, uh, laugh hard at that stuff. Like, uh, you know, and me included too, when they start cutting on me and they get a good one, you know, and, and rightfully so I make mistakes and I, I hate making mistakes in life and in hunting and, um, you know, especially like losing my, my wallet. I hate that. But once you're there and in that situation, there's nothing that you can do but rectify it or, you know, make your, make your moves to, to make it right, you know, but, um, God, I hate losing stuff. And I, I, I hate making mistakes or bonehead moves like um, you know you just go your whole life and as a young man or a teenager early 20s you make some of those bonehead moves you know whether it's you know in a vehicle or at work or I mean the truth is as human beings we make mistakes but I really try to, to minimize my my bonehead moves in life you know whatever it is you know through through work or through uh, personal life or through hunting like I, I, I want to be sharp and make all the right moves but sometimes I make mistakes and so uh I did on this hunt and um got burned for it or burned myself for it too but uh you know it it, it it is part of life is making mistakes and when you do you can't have them back the only thing you can do is try to learn from it and get better and try not to repeat that mistake um so th- you know that that's all I can do is um you know I I think um so I've, I've heard uh I think I need to get like, um, you know, your wallet and your phone and your keys are most important. I've got a system for those things and I haven't, I don't, I have never lost them. Like I have never lost my wallet for good. Like it, it always turns up, <laughs> you know, I lost it for a few hours there in Hawaii, but you know, I've never lost that. I've never lost my keys. I keep an extra set in my truck. I think it's important to cover all your bases too, is to have a hide a key. Uh, they have a locked one that goes into your, um, your trailer hitch I think that would be a great one to have because it locks in there and then you have a spare key in your trailer hitch Um, so I think that's a really good idea but I do I keep a hide a key in my truck which I've never had to use I always find my keys or always keep track of my keys it's so important when you're a thousand miles from home um, you just can't bonehead that one, especially if you're with buddies or something. Can you imagine being stranded out there and having to call the dealership or who knows? It'd be a mess. Or like you say, losing your wallet in Hawaii when you're with your family, you know, that that's going to be tough too. I mean, my wife would have had some cards and we would have made it work, but, um, you know, I wouldn't have had my license for getting back on the plane and I, you know, it would have been a mess. So um, I don't know. Maybe you need to find a better system like I I run my wallet in my pocket, my phone in my pocket like I might need like some sort of neoprene fanny pack like I'm thinking of the one I run with just where everything is zipped in that thing all the time. Um So I, you know, not that I'm going to be the most stylish, but, uh, gosh, I just, um, you just hate to misplace something like that, or I hate to lose something like that. And like I say, when you make a mistake, you, you have to try to correct it. And so, um, you know, what am I going to do moving forward? You know, well, I'm not going to ditch my wallet, my sleeping bag for one, but, um, I, I am going to try to get better and, and just try to have a good system with my gear and stuff and, and hunting. You have so much gear that you're keeping track of your your binos, your rangefinder, your your bow, your arrows, your broadheads, your and then everything in your bag, and then you you know so those traveling hunts, you you almost have too much gear to keep track of, so you just got to have yourself a good system. But anyways, trying to explain the mistake I made or trying to make myself feel better about it, I just have to. Just have to get better and find a better system, but uh, really fun podcast with the Hawaii guys. I really enjoy their company. Really enjoy them as friends. So that was that was fun and fun to to share that hunt with you guys and and uh, what went on there and then and then try to share some of those tips and tactics that that you know that that I learned there, lessons that I learned and and uh, things that I'm going to try to practice moving forward. So uh, really fun one with those guys. Again, I want to thank our sponsor Taito Knives. Uh, ultra lightweight, ultra sharp uh, replaceable blade knives, um, just doesn't get any better than these things. Uh, they've changed the way I process game in the field and, um, just those razor sharp knives do so good for splitting that hide for skinning that hide, um, and and making all the cuts you need. And like I say, I process an entire elk or deer, whatever it is, um, with one title knife. And, and usually I can, I can do a whole deer with one blade. Um, you know, a lot of times I'll switch and do two blades, Um, you know, just so I have a sharp one at the halfway point or whatever, but, um, you know, with the replaceable blades, it's easy. You don't got to sit and sharpen it or do anything like that. So, um, just a, a great company, a great knife, make sure to check them out, Taito Knives. And then, uh, out over there at Eastman's, um, yeah, we're just all getting excited for our hunts. Can't wait to see what these guys turn up. Um, I think I was telling you guys, on the last podcast, I really enjoyed Dan Picard's uh, Eastman's hunting TV episode with his Wyoming mule deer. Um, those guys are really good at at film, and the editors do such a good job. It, it's just a, a team of, of quality people over there at Eastman's to put these things together. And um, excited about the article I have coming up in the magazine, uh, Eastman's Bow Hunting Journal. And uh, I like writing for Eastman's Hunting Journal as well. I I pitched um, like three articles three or four articles um the other day for um well it was a, a quarterly uh meeting in there and so I gave those to my editor and had him pitch those but um uh, I'm excited if they pick up any of those article ideas they're kind of some outside the box um you know western hunting tactic ideas so I'm pretty excited about that uh and I got to just keep working away on this podcast. and um, I just, I, I love this platform, love the conversations I'm having. I love sharing it with you guys and putting it out there. And so I just got to continue to work hard at it to, to get quality content and, um, you know, really my goal is to, to, to make everybody a a better version of themselves and a, a a better hunter and, and to be more successful and, and to enjoy the, the the public lands that we have offered to us or, or the woods or the mountains in general. And, and so, you know, that's my goal. And I got to just keep working towards my mission statement of, of trying to put out that quality content. And I will be carrying a notebook with me this year. So, um, Those little nuggets of wisdom that I pick up on these hunts I can scratch down and, um, you know, ideas for the podcast I can scratch down and it's funny like you have this, at least the way my brain works, I'll have this great idea um, or a couple ideas or thoughts that I have. And if I don't write them down, it's like they're fleeting. It's like um, a day goes by, and I deal with work and stresses and everything that I'm dealing with, and family. And pretty soon, you know, the next day, I'm thinking, what were those couple great ideas I had yesterday? And I can hardly even think back to to the day before to these great groundbreaking next level ideas I have that I want to share. So I'm gonna carry a notebook with me this year and uh, write things down so I can I can uh, retain that information so I can share it on the podcast and, um, and then I just, you know, my goal for myself is just to be happy in life, and um, we all have to work and make a living, um, but that doesn't mean that we can't enjoy our passion or what we love to do as, as much as we can. And so I've been training really hard, putting in a lot of hard work, and I'm just really looking forward to this hunting season, really looking forward to enjoying my time afield and and uh, testing myself and my limits and pushing myself. And um, it, it's just going gonna, gonna to be a lot of fun. It's absolutely what I live for. It just... Um, it drives me. So uh, I'm excited. It all starts when I hop on a plane on Tuesday. And from there, I'm pretty much rolling. Like I get back and um, go to Nevada. And I, I've got Montana antelope that'll be opening. And I did get that antelope tag, which is a good thing. Um, I love hunting antelope. So um, that'll be fun. And then um, straight from Nevada, straight to Colorado. And um, it's just going to be a, a great season. I'd um yeah, I just really want to. I, I want to enjoy it to the fullest, you know. And I have these these goals of harvesting these critters, but really, um, for me, I just want to enjoy my season. I want to push myself. I want to hold out for quality critters. I want to cover country. I want to get stalks and thrilling encounters. But I just I I want to enjoy it to the fullest with a a clear mind and not have a bunch of stresses or problems I'm worried about. Just immerse myself in the hunt. So okay, I'm carrying on way too long. Um, this, uh, this ending is never going to end here. So I, I better just, uh, I better end it. Uh, I got to get a couple more podcasts ready for while I'm gone and, and make sure that we're all loaded up. And so, um, keep getting you guys out that content. So I got a couple good ones I'll be releasing, uh, get those ready and, um, jump on this plane here and be good to go. So, um, thanks a bunch you guys for, for all the support, uh, positive comments. Um, We just built this great community of, of, you know, hunters that are that are trying to improve and get better. And um, I'm just really proud at what we've created. And I just can't thank you guys enough for for all the support. So um, I appreciate it. Uh, Keep working hard towards your goals. Season is right around the corner and um, I'll check in with you guys next week.